Hi, and welcome to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Welcome back to this week's podcast episode on positive impact. I have a big smile again on my face this week. I have always so amazing podcast interview guests, and I'm so excited to share this one with you. I met Bea Grubenthal, who's the interview guest of today's podcast episode, via LinkedIn. She reached out to me because we have a former colleague in common, she from Red Bull side, me from Google side. And she said to me, hey, Julia, it looks really cool what you're doing. We should have, have a chat and see if we can help each other. And she interviewed me for her podcast, A Year of Impulses, a couple of weeks ago and asked me a lot of questions around how I became an entrepreneur, how I got so passionate about stress management. And so today I'm returning the favor and I'm sharing with you a lot of really cool insights about Bear's work. So let me give you a couple of insights of what Bear has been doing. So Bear worked for Red Bull for a couple of years in Austria before she started her own company to work on big global sports and music projects. She decided to focus on herself and follow her gut, which was leaving her country and learning Spanish. As a digital nomad in the sports and media industry, she started to travel the whole world in not just Spanish-speaking countries, but also other countries, which you will learn more about in the podcast. And when people in her network became really curious, she was invited to speak at several events and universities to give some insights about digital nomadism. Her talks were not purely about her professional life. It was about positive mindset, decision-making opportunities, getting to know and understanding the world and realizing that we are not alone and that we have a lot of responsibility to do good. So she went from realizing her own passions, such as sports, travel, people and cultures, to sharing tools and mindsets on how other people can do the same. And so now she helps entrepreneurs and companies alike to create positive impact. And we speak in this podcast episode, obviously, about exactly that. I'm talking, her, I'm talking with her about what positive stress actually means and how she followed her dream and found her passion and how you can find yours. We also talk about what stands behind the concept of positive impact, how you can face your fears, and she talks with us through a really cool new technique of how to make difficult decisions. She shares with us as well of why there is an entrepreneur in all of us and how you can start creating positive impact. I'm so, so excited to share this episode with you. As always, you can obviously watch me and Bea also in our home offices. She is currently in Mexico, me obviously in my home here in Lake Tahoe. And you can see us on YouTube, on my YouTube channel at Julia Arndt and watch our video as well. Might be a little bit more comfortable for you, a little bit more fun if you have the time. And I will share a couple of cool quotes with Bea as well on my Instagram over the next week or two, because she shared so many really insightful things with us. And if you have any learnings, any things that really impacted you and that you really took away from this podcast, I would love to hear about it. 
So let's jump in and let me know what you think. Hi, Bea. How's it going today? <laughs> hey, Julia. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being one of my next podcast interviewers, uh, interviewees. Um, I'm so excited to have you. And before we jump in and have you explain who you are, maybe pick us up and let us know where you are right now, what you've been doing today and what time it is in the time zone that you're currently located. <laughs> okay. So I'm currently in Mexico, in Chiapas. That's in the south of Mexico, close to the Guatemala border. It's 4.30 in the afternoon and it's raining like crazy. Like it just now started. I'm going to show you. I don't know if you can see, but I'm in a cafe. Oh, yes. We can see. And everybody pretty much ran away just now because it's the patio. It's super nice, like a little garden. And it's raining like crazy. <laughs> so if you hear the drops in the background, that's just natural Mexican yeah. rain. <laughs> and a natural sound background for us for the podcast today then. Exactly. Just take it in. Take it in. Nice. And your second question, what have I been doing today? I've actually been quite busy working all day. I'm still running an agency and I have agency clients. So I've been working on my projects next to preparing for the interview and working on my passionate new project. So yeah, life is busy. <laughs> nice. Well, and with that, give us a little bit more insights into who you are and what you've been doing over the last couple of years and why you are in Mexico right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start with why I am in Mexico. Okay. A few years ago. I decided that I wanted to focus on my personal life and not just have my office corporate every day, going to the office, coming back home life. I lived in Austria. I had stress just as anybody else in the media industry, I feel. Mm -hmm. And at some point I decided it's enough. I didn't really know what I was doing anymore. So I wanted to leave and living in Mexico is part of listening to myself and kind of fulfilling what I really want. And I wanted to be somewhere where I feel at ease, where I can have sunshine most of the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and my personal passion. So that's the reason why I'm here. And as in what I do, like what my life is about, I have a background in the media and communications industry. And I worked for big sporting events for the past couple of years, together with some big brands. And I then founded my own business, started having my agency and catering clients, helping them in project management. And lately, I really focused on positive impact projects because I realized for me, the most important is to know what I'm doing things for, right? To see the value, to answer this, why am I getting up in the morning question? Mm -hmm. And finding people and projects that try to focus on the why, that try to focus on creating a change and doing something positive. That's where, where I am right now, working with these people. Okay. And you call yourself a digital nomad as well. So tell us a little bit more about how many countries you've lived in and um, worked in over the past couple of years. I honestly stopped counting. Um, I really don't know how many countries it's been. Okay. <laughs> But Maybe roughly, name a few? <laughs> roughly seven or eight years ago, I moved to Australia for the first time for half a year. And that's when the travel bug kind of infected me. And ever since then, I lived well in Austria and from Austria originally in Germany, Australia, Nicaragua, Spain, Colombia, Mexico, Peru, been to the States and Canada. So that's kind of the environment where I've been in the past two or three years. 
I also work with Brazil quite a lot. I've traveled to Africa meanwhile, and there's still many countries on the list, but nowadays it's mainly Latin America. Mm -hmm. Great. That's so exciting. And I feel like that's how we kind of met as well and connected right from the start, because we both have that experience of traveling the world and working in different countries and just having a very yeah, different lifestyle and different cultures that impact us on a, on a regular basis. Exactly. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about positive impact. How did you, I can tell just from looking at you and your big smile on your face when you talk about positive impact, that that's such a passion project for you. Um, how did that all start? That's a good question. Um, I think... It's funny that you say you see the positive impact in my smile and you can tell it's my passion because that's where I am right now in my like research and work around positive impacts so that I'm really convinced that any kind of positive impact has to start within yourself. Because if you're not happy yourself, if you're not at ease, if you don't feel that purpose, you cannot spread it and you cannot give it to anybody else. So I think for me, the very first point in my life where I started to really feel positive impacts and really reflect upon it was when I decided for myself to step out of my busy life, my stressful life, as you know, like the thing that many of us experience in our office jobs. At that point where I really consciously thought, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to stress myself out about things that are not worth it and that do not make me happier. Mm -hmm. So... At this point, for the first time, I really created a positive impact for myself. And I decided I wanted to move to Spain. I focus on personal objectives now and I wanted to learn Spanish. That's what I really wanted. And from there, I kind of kept this positive flow and optimism going. And I really listened to myself to see what I want and how I can impact myself positively, which wasn't really conscious at that point. But then the more... I went down this road, the more people noticed that I'm really happy. So I was drawing people's attention through that positivity. And they asked me to tell them what I did and how I live my life and what digital nomadism means, what working abroad, being where you want and still working with clients, what that means and how it affects your life. Mm -hmm. And from there on, I kind of started spreading that concept of being positive, impacting yourself positively and impacting others. And I realized I was asked to give a talk about digital nomadism and about my professional life. But really, I was talking about a life concept. I was talking about a positive mindset, about decision making, about how to get where you want to be and how to make yourself happy and others happy. Mm -hmm. And that's when this whole concept about these positive impacts evolved slowly but surely and I did more research I connected with more people and now I'm in a happy position to actually do great interviews with people who create positive impacts in their daily lives I connect with professors with universities I give guest lectures I work with companies who want to create positive impacts and all of this has become the biggest topic of my life mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And I have a million questions in my head right now uh, that I would love to ask you. The first thing, before we jump further into the positive impact, and um, I think that I would be curious to hear more about that very first talk that you had at the university. Um, um, but before we go in there, I know that we talked a little bit about this in preparation of this podcast, but I really want to highlight this point around that you took that step for yourself and that you decided, hey, I'm not really happy anymore in this position. 
and it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't always have to be a job i want to highlight here it can be a relationship it can be maybe even a living situation and to really step forward for yourself and be like this is not going to go on anymore like like that i want to make a change um and using positive stress for yourself can you tell us a little bit more about how positive stress had affected you yeah absolutely i think this kind of positive stress is really essential for my life and we had this little pre-talk before the podcast interview mm -hmm. and you even said to me like waking up in the morning and dressing up nicely and putting on makeup mm -hmm. is important to motivate myself right Yeah. So that's this little bit of like positive stress with a positive motivation yeah. that we have to put on ourselves in order to be productive. Mm -hmm. So in my personal story, as you said, it was the moment when I realized I was not happy with my office situation anymore and I had to take a step to change something. Mm -hmm. And the thing about stress in specific that changed for me is that until that point, I always had external factors, people, companies, university structures that put stress on me and that had a negative effect on my well-being, my thinking, my personal relationships, pretty much my everyday life. Because the stressors were things that I felt like I couldn't control and I was not in charge of and things that didn't really benefit my life greatly, like in a positive way. And then for the first time, when I took the step for myself, which is probably considered brave, right? Leaving your job, leaving a relationship, leaving a city is something where people would congratulate you and say, wow, that's brave. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I think it was just listening to myself. And for the first time, going for something that's right for me, that yes, it's stressful, mm -hmm. but it is stressful in a positive way because you know what your goal is and like your motivation and the trigger for that is something positive. It's a vision that you have for yourself. It's a dream or some kind of like thought where you're like, wow, I could be happier. I could do something better with my life. Yeah. And that was this first step that I took and the motivator for the first time was this positive stress and not like the negative side of it that makes us sick. Right. And then ever since then, ever since I left my job and I kind of had to walk my own path and find my own ways on how to make money, how to be self-employed, what country do I want to move to, where am I going to go? Of course, all of these factors are stressful, but they really pushed me forward. They really pushed me to keep going. And with, with each time that I achieved something, with each time, with each time where I changed something, I realized I can do more. I'm so capable of taking my own decisions and evolving and stepping further. And that's when I kind of learned that I made this association in my head that positive stress is nothing that makes me sick or to be scared of. It's something that motivates me and that gets me further than I would have gone without this stress. So it's something really great. That's really awesome. And how have you learned... Like, I, I love how you took, like, how you learned about yourself and how you started to create positive impact for yourself and create this positive stressor. How do you teach now other people to use that as their advantage? That actually very much relates back to the first talk at uni that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So after I took these steps and I became a, what's called digital nomad, pretty much just choosing where you want to live and still working, I got contacted from so many people that wanted to hear about my life and how this works and everything, like pretty much the technicalities, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So I came back to uni and to my own university, talking to students who were going to get their degrees in my study program from back then, which is design and product management. Okay. And I explained to them the concept and how this kind of working style, how that works. But then I realized looking at them and listening to their questions and many of them like came up to me after the talk, we're not talking about jobs. We're not talking about technicalities. We're talking about life decisions. We're talking about how can I walk that path that's meant for me that I really want to walk. And that's when I realized that one, the way I live my life can be inspiring for other people. I can be a role model in the way I lived and in the way I talk about my life. So that's how I teach with my own experiences. But also I realized there's so much more to know. There's so many more perspectives. There's so many more things people in a similar situation could be curious about or could benefit from. So from that point on, where I had this switch after my first guest lecture in like the perception of my own life and what I can teach, I really started proactively reading books, connecting with people, connecting with communities. Um, I have a professor for international business who has his values really towards a humanitarian perspective and towards teaching global citizens instead of just looking at business. And connecting all of these people I already knew, all of these books, all of these insights that I gained with my personal experience, that's how I kind of teach now. But I don't see myself as a preacher or teacher. I just see myself <laughs> as like a researcher and connector of different people with different experiences yeah. and different mindsets, cultures, like all of that combined in one. And if people want to come to me to see inspiration, motivation, or ask questions, I will always find a way to point in the right direction. Yeah, that's awesome. And one thing that really s sticks with me hearing that story is that we are always influencing people no matter if we want it or not and we are always a role model and an inspiration maybe also sometimes in a negative way um but you know i i i, I talk with a lot of parents about this obviously because for them it's very obvious right like they have a child and they are a role model for their, ch their children no matter if they want to or not but i think what how you so beautifully said When you gave that talk at the university, it was about you as a person, how you created your life that inspired people and that actually made them listen to you. And I feel like we sometimes forget about this. And so I just wanted to make sure to highlight this one more time, because I think um, it's it's a beautiful task for us in life to inspire other people and to do uh, to live our life the way we want to and the way we love it in order to show people that it's possible. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. That's pretty much what I, when I start working with people or when I start talking to someone about that subject, I like to make clear in the very beginning that this is nothing I invented and this is nothing I am specifically good at or gifted to do. Yeah. This is something we all can do. It's a matter of how we define this positive impact, how we define being a role model mm -hmm. and pretty much just realizing we all have something to share. And it doesn't matter if it's as you do teaching someone about stress management and like how to improve their own energy levels and cope with stress, or if it's thinking about the positive impact you have, or if it's teaching kids in school about maths, like everybody has their little part and contributes to society. And if you can see that, you can feel very happy with it and very fulfilled. Yeah, exactly.
So what would be if people are listening now and they're like, so I want to start creating positive impact. What would you recommend them to where to start and what to do? <laughs> I would congratulate them on taking the decision, <laughs> first of all. And then I would probably advise them to look at themselves first. So if you feel like you want to give something back to your community or share a positive vibe, like however you want to define a positive impact for yourself, look at yourself first and ask yourself what you're like most happy with in your life, what you feel most comfortable about. What is that positive impact for yourself? Is it a hobby? Is it sports? Is it music? Is it talking to people? Is it organizing stuff? Are you really structured? Like what's that thing that you really love and that makes you happy? And then work around it. Like try to find out in what kind of situation can you use that gift or who are you usually giving it to? Talk to family and friends just to find out more about yourself and what creates this. Because you say you see the smile in my face and you feel positivity because it's real, because I'm really passionate about it. <laughs> and I think everybody has that. And if you find that and you work on it to see how can I share this? My friend, the professor for international business I was talking about, mm -hmm. he said, if you're really passionate about kayaking, take someone kayaking. If you're really passionate about planting your great herbs in the garden, teach someone how to plant herbs in their garden. Like it's really that easy. Find out what you love and then share it. And you will feel that you created something between yourself and that person. And you connect it to a topic, which is beautiful and which is of great value for you and for them. And then if you keep on working that direction, you will find out where you can create your impact. Mm -hmm. That's how easy it is. <laughs> wow. I, I just wanted to say that sounds really easy. Okay. Let me pick up on that. <laughs> Not on the easy part, but more on the difficult part, because we did actually talk about this a little bit when you interviewed me for your podcast. But one of the things that I think we both struggled with for a little bit is about finding that, that passion, right? It's like, sometimes we know there's maybe this one thing that we like sometimes I, and I, I know it because I've been there for many years in my life where I was like, I like a lot of things, but I, I'm not really passionate about one thing. And so <laughs> if somebody's listening now and they say, well, that's exactly how I feel right now. Like, I feel like there's a lot of interests that I have, but nothing really makes me very passionate. Um, what would you advise them of how to find their real passion? <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes it takes a while until you find what you're really passionate about. But also, I think it's very important to not put too much pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. Because as we all know, or I really learned that in the past few years, life is not black or white. Life is not yes or no. Of course, we take many little decisions where we have to go for the one or the other. But in general, there's all different variations of things you can do, things you can like. So it's okay to have five passions and not just one. Mm -hmm. I would advise for anybody to, one, try to find out more about yourself and find out what you really like. There's all types of techniques. But two, just try it. Just start. Just go for it. Mm -hmm. Another friend I talked to recently he started the brand called mantahari creating um ocean themed garments that's what he calls it so it's great pretty much caps and they're ocean themed wow. and okay. he's removing plastic from the oceans 
together with like donations from the people who buy his products. And he's really successful. Like there's a huge impact that he can make on this community in Indonesia to remove plastic from the oceans. Long story short, he said his advice to anyone who wants to start with a project or create positive impacts is to just start. Because mm-hmm. if you never start, you will never get anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you start, the path will open for you. Yeah. And then with every decision, you will see, am I still able and capable and willing to go this way? Or do I need to take, not turn around, but maybe like take an alternative road? Yeah. And you can start with one passion and then connect it with the next and the next. That's pretty much how I did it. Mm-hmm. I started with sports because I loved sports. So I worked in sports events and I still work in sports events. But then I combined this with travel because I really like travel. And then I combined it with learning a language because I really wanted to learn language. I built my international network in sports, all of these countries and Spanish speaking countries Mm -hmm. because that's all the passions I combined. And then I found for myself that the most valuable is not making money or creating great sports events. It's impacting people positively because that's what always really touched me when people were happy with what we created together, this experience, the mood, feeling this vibe of a community that's passionate about sports, for example. And that was kind of the last part of my passions. It went from sports to travel, to language, to culture, to people, to positive impact. And who knows, maybe in a year from now, my next passion will be scuba diving and I will be able to edit onto the piece. But that's pretty much how I think it works. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. I love how you just described that. That's perfect. And I think the other last thing that I just want to add to this is really pay attention to yourself when you are talking about certain things. And when people feel like you light up or when you feel yourself that you suddenly have a little sparkle in your eyes and a big smile on your face, that's usually a really good sign that that's something that makes you feel really passionate. Exactly. Um, and so another thing that we wanted to talk about a little bit more is about um, seeing ourselves as entrepreneurs. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, I was, okay, how do I start into this topic? <laughs> Honestly, the term entrepreneur for me was always really like something I was scared of because mm-hmm. To me, being an entrepreneur, a calling or seeing someone as an entrepreneur meant, wow, this person really knows what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. They not only have a passion and a dream, but they also know how to structure their business. They also know how to make money with it. They also know how to represent themselves. So for me, being an entrepreneur was like the top greatest thing. And I was scared to even use the term. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that I kind of started listening more to myself and doing things that I really love doing, I started reflecting upon the term a little more. And I realized that all it really means, and also if you look it up and you do the research and you find what is the definition of an entrepreneur, there's beautiful statements like one, for example, from Richard Branson that I really like is an entrepreneur is someone who wants to make a change in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And who wouldn't want that? Yeah. And I, I want that. I want to make a change in people's lives in a positive way with something that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And I found a way to do it. And it feels great. And each time I feel that I really impacted someone's life, I feel great. They feel great. And I feel like we all have our win-win, right? That's yeah. how we should make business. And that's how we should live. 
and That's so see. Inspiring. I'm in my head. I'm just like <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take this quote from you and I'm gonna put it on. <laughs> I'm gonna create it and frame it and put like your. <laughs> underneath it i think that's so beautifully said yeah thank you <laughs> well again it's not me it's like a mixture of all the connections i made and all the people i met mm -hmm. and pretty much all of the wisdom combined in my brain i'm trying to put it out there especially that part around like who doesn't want to create like like positive change for other people like that's exactly so And I think everybody can see that when I'm talking, I like to say that I'm helping people to become impact entrepreneurs or positive entrepreneurs. Like there's all kinds of ways to describe this process that has to happen for a person to realize I can make positive change. It's a mind thing. It's structuring something that's in your head and finding out, oh yeah, I can create positive impacts. So when I say I want to create impact entrepreneurs or positive entrepreneurs. That means I really just want people to realize that they can create change that's positive for themselves and positive for others. And this is not limited to someone who wants to start out being self-employed. This is also really positive for anyone who's in an office job or a mom or a friend. Yeah. With that mindset, if you know what you love and if you know what you can share and that's the way you can impact someone positively mm -hmm. everybody can be an entrepreneur in that way mm -hmm. yeah and one thing that i that that kind of stuck with me and that i want to highlight again is you were talking about decisions and i think sometimes it has to be hard and tough decisions like it's not you know we talk about this in such a beautiful of course like exciting and inspiring way right now but We, we had to go through difficult situations and difficult decisions in our life to get to this point. It's not all like rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> no, they, they, <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's also connected to sometimes making a tough decision for yourself, right? Um, and I think in stress management specifically, like there are so many things that can stress us, right? Like a job can stress us or a colleague can stress us or a relationship can stress us. Sometimes we have to make a tough decision and that decision can really stress us. And I just actually had a, had a question around this topic from, from somebody who came to a, to my talk. And, um, yeah. And I said, you know, sometimes we have to make that decision to, uh, to release that stress and, um, and move forward and not be occupied anymore in our heads around, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And is that the right thing? Sometimes we just got to try it out. And I think that you just said that so beautifully as well earlier around, like, how do we start creating, how do we start finding our passion and creating positive impact? Sometimes it's just to start somewhere and maybe there, there will be so many turns in the road that we don't see yet, but we will get there. And we talked about this a little bit before we jumped on the recording as well, but there's always so many learnings um, in all the things that we do, no matter if that's the absolute right thing that to do in the future to come, but we will always have beautiful learnings, beautiful contacts and connections that we make in the process. And those will actually bring us then to the next, to the next, I guess, uh, turn in the road if you want to put it that literal <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so yeah to reply to that question about decision making it's funny because when you said we had to take difficult decision in our lives for a second I could feel my smile going down and kind of feeling back to that time yeah. where I was like oh my god I felt so insecure about 
myself, my life, who I was, who I wanted to be. And Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes we have to take really tough decisions. And undoubtedly, sometimes life throws us into situations that we're not prepared for. Mm -hmm. It just happens. So how do you take decisions in a stressful environment where your head is overloaded with doubts and fears and things that you might not be able to control? Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to be desperate for a day or two because that just happens. It's, not, it's natural. Yeah. But then at some point, you really have to sit down and face your fears. I think for me, this is the most important learning out of all the rough times that I went through. Mm-hmm. Looking at my fears... And trying to realize they're not the end of life for the world. They're only a task that I have to overcome in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So putting them down to paper, this is my fear one, not making enough money. This is my fear two, not having a house to stay in. This is my fear three, losing my friend and family support and so on. You just list them. You list them and you make them something that you can grasp. And then you start working on them by one What can I do to prevent from that situation happening? So what can I do if I'm scared of losing my apartment? How can I prevent from that situation? I have to earn money. Okay. And then you work on that. And then I like to make a second column and I put, what do I do in the worst case? What if I really lose my apartment? Well, I can stay with my mom. I can stay with friends. I can, whatever you can think of. There's always solutions. And once you work through that exercise, that might take you a few hours, it might take you two days, it doesn't matter. At the end of the exercise, you will realize that all of your fears that seem so over, unovercomingly big, they're just little tasks. They're just little challenges down the road. And if you work through them, you will be fine. You yeah. will go step by step. And yeah. that's how I take my decisions too. Like if it seems really, really big, I try to list all the things I might be scared of. I rationalize them. And at the end, I feel okay. I I can manage. And I always did. (laughs) That's awesome. And I, I totally agree. I think that's a really beautiful process that you just described. And I think, um, even if that process takes you six months or a year, because you've been in a job (laughs) for 10 years, or you've been in a relationship for 15 years, like that, that decision might not come so easily, even if you sit down for two days and go over all of your fears. It's all, all, even that part is a process. And, you know, we are very habit driven person. So we tend to gravitate towards the things that feel easy. And once we have a habit of going to a job or being in a relationship for a really long time, it's, it's easier to stay than to go um, and to make this big leap. So, yeah. yeah. So even if it takes longer, that's totally fine too. It's not like you and I decided in two days. <laughs> big changes in our life have to happen. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> but great. So thank you so much for answering this question. I think that was amazing. Um, I always have a couple of questions at the end of each podcast um, that I ask all of my podcast guests. And the first one that I have for you today is, uh, what are you most grateful for in your life? I like that (laughs) Um, I'm really grateful for the connection we made I really am because we found each other accidentally through LinkedIn through a common colleague that we shared in your like Google and my Red Bull network (laughs) so I'm grateful for that today I am really grateful for just today like just this moment, because sometimes I find myself moving too far into the future 
or going back to the past, which doesn't really make sense, like both of these things, to be honest. So I'm really grateful for just today. I had a good day. I got a lot of things done. I'm feeling great about this talk and sharing. <laughs> and I'm grateful for my family and friends always. <laughs> I can't have them close because I'm traveling a lot, but it's amazing to know that they're there. Yeah. And I think that's something many people forget sometimes that we're so focused on ourselves and our our world where we are the days the challenges that we're facing right now there's a lot of support out there there's people who cheer for you i like talking about these people people who always give you a thumbs up and help you there's people who might not be here present but they still love you and they will have your back if you need it so that's what i'm really grateful for that's a lot of very amazing things thanks for sharing that <laughs> and i'm also really grateful that we met and that we made this connection um <laughs> The second question that I always ask is, what are the three biggest wisdoms in your life that you learned that you would like to share with the rest of the world? Okay, from the top of my head. <laughs> I was not prepared for this one. <laughs> um, three biggest wisdoms. One, things take time. Mm -hmm. I always want to rush things. <laughs> And sometimes I really have to accept that Things take time. Stay on the path where you want to be. Take decisions the way that you feel comfortable or they lead you the right way. Mm -hmm. And just accept things take time. That's wisdom number one. Wisdom number two is probably it's okay to not be in control. Mm -hmm. Also really hard for me. I'm kind yeah. of, I'm a, Vir I'm a Virgo. <laughs> so I'm a, I really like to control things and structure them and have my order. But especially living in Latin America, I learned... Mm. I cannot be in control. There's no. <laughs> oh, yes. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time it's chaos and that's okay. Sometimes it's fun too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and three, oh, this is actually a big one in my life. Be kind. Oh. Like one of my biggest wisdoms always is do not think about what's right. Do not think about what's just. Do not think about what's, what seems fair to you or what's your reality. No. Do what's kind. And it's, this is hard sometimes. You won't believe it. But sometimes, especially in stressful situations, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to think of what is kind right now? Like, what can I do to make the other person or like the, everybody else who is affected by this to make them feel better? Instead of just focusing what I would like to have. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that's number three. <laughs> number three. Wow, I love that one. Um, and do you have any books that you would recommend to people that really uh, inspired you and that maybe even changed your life? Also, good question. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> Let's see. One that really changed something for me was The Happiness Project by oh. Gretchen Rubin. Um, funny enough, I read it and I started it for myself. And then like almost a year later, I met a really good friend who I got to know in Australia and I met her again in the States. And then I saw this book on her bookshelf and then we were both so happy about finding Aww. it again that we started it together again. <laughs> okay. So happiness project. I can really recommend it for anyone just to reflect upon yourself what you want and set little tasks for yourself every month. Really nice, nice book. Okay. And the second one would be Slow Travel by Dan Kieran. 
Okay. For me, as an ever-traveling woman, and I admit I go places probably too fast sometimes, especially if it's for work. Mm-hmm. Slow travel for me was really inspiring in the way of seeing travel and experiencing new places, exploring in a way that's really slow. And he describes it in a way his kid would experience the world. So he says, going out and exploring a place with a three-year-old, you cannot go from A to B because the kid is not interested in going from A to B. They're interested in, oh, the flower and the stone and the piece of wood and whatever. Like they're really curious. And sometimes they take three steps back before they go forward again. And this is the way they get to know the environment. And he says, this is the way we should travel in a slow, conscious way, replying to things that are given and presented to us along the way, yeah. instead of just going from A to B the quickest possible we can and running after tourist attractions, right? Wow, <laughs> I love... Like it brought an immediate sense of calm to me. <laughs> and I think <laughs> amazing as well, thinking about stress management again. Um, mm-hmm. Because we are doing everything so fast. I feel like we even travel fast nowadays. We I do. I will, I will definitely look into that book. That sounds really cool. Um, yeah. So what's next with you, Bea? What are, what are your next projects? Ooh, there's a lot. <laughs> um, okay. So first of all, oof, my next projects. I kind of split it into three things nowadays. <laughs> okay. One is like me, personal life, just... But I want for myself on a like emotional and relationship personal level. Mm-hmm. Two would be my personal project with the positive impacts and all the connections I made and things I'm working on. And three is still that little bit of like agency and corporate life that I'm, that I still live. Exactly. It's a reality. Like the job I make my money with and that still keeps me quite busy. So. As in personal life, I'll still be here in Mexico for two months and enjoy the hell out of it. (laughs) Speak Spanish, get a certificate and just enjoy. And I work with local communities here too, with an orphanage, super beautiful people, beautiful families and with some local handcrafts producers. They live in the mountains and you cannot imagine their standards. They have the most simple lives, but it's so beautiful and spending time with them looking how they produce clothes and how to take care of the kids in the orphanage, like these really basic, simple survival activities. Mm. It's beautiful. It takes out the stress out of someone like me who's used to office and these kinds of environments completely because it's so down to earth and so grounding. So that's kind of personal, private life in Mexico. The second part, the impacts project, that is a lot of time and a lot of work I spend online connecting with the community Right now, there's a 14 days impacts challenge going. So every day I'm challenging people a little bit to create positive impacts and find out what it means to them. Mm-hmm. I'm also working with a copywriter in the States and a social media manager in Austria. So I'm in between time zones here. And mm-hmm. just I continuously connect to new projects and new people who want to find out what positive impacts are and how they can integrate it into their lives. Mm-hmm. And the third part, the business part, is working with 47 countries on a big football tournament. <laughs> so that is still going. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That sounds, and I, sounds like a lot. Yeah. And I actually made the calculations today. Um, since we're working with 47 countries here, we're working with people from time zones between 
UTC minus five, which is actually me. Like I'm the most Western part out of all the project until all the way to the East, which is Sydney, which is UTC plus 10. So we're overcoming all of these time zones and working on a big common cause together, which is amazing, but yeah, it's a big task. Yeah. And I hope you will always keep your positive stress and not have it turn into a negative stress because um, I think... Yeah, there, there's a lot, there's quickly how it can shift as well, right? From like feeling positive stress to like, it's just feeling overwhelmed, um, overwhelming. And so if people are listening right now and they would love to uh, learn more about you, connect with you, follow you, how can they best reach out? Um, I think it would be easiest if, well, one, if we paste the things underneath the podcast and on yes, the website, so they just click on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's my website, so it's my name, www.beagrubenthal.com. And my Instagram account, probably, which is bea.grubenthal. And yeah, just text me, email me, reach out. I'm always really grateful about personal connections and just ways of seeing how we can lift each other and share and see where we can go. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so excited that we finally got to record this podcast together. Is there any uh, last things that you would like to say or share? Yeah, there is. Okay, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> something really, something really simple, but really cheesy because people need to hear that. Believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do, it really doesn't matter what you want to do. Believe in yourself and share it. Like, be brave enough to talk about it. That's the first step. And then see where it takes you. Because that's how everything starts. You have to believe it first. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about it. And then you just follow these little steps down the road. Yeah. Oh, that's (laughs) so beautiful. And I will will leave it at that. Thank you so much, Bea. (laughs) Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be extremely happy and grateful if you could leave me a comment and a 5-star rating. If you know someone who would benefit from the information I talked about today, please feel free to share it with them, no matter if it is your friends, your colleagues and or your family members. You will always find all links and a summary of the podcast in the show notes. It would be great if we could connect on Instagram or via email. You can find all details of how to find me in the show notes as well. In that way, you can also send me any questions that you might have. And as I mentioned, I also have a wonderful YouTube channel now where you can post comments and questions. So please reach out. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your trust. With gratitude, Julia.